live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smokin' Nicole. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. I am joined once again by my beautiful fiance, Smokin' Nicole, as well as my dearly, amazingly, loving, very good friend, Mr. Jonathan M. Carney. From the Florida, I'm, I'm, you. So you're not on the spare note show. So you're not. The the recent spare note show was all about. I need to, I need to step up my love for La Florida Dominicana as well as John Carney because I've been a bad friend. Should I be nervous? So I. No, it's because I, I haven't been a good friend of LFD. I haven't been smoking a lot, and I need to. I'm trying to, trying to catch myself back up on that. So I'm trying to do ass so, kissing. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was. Well, so I missed the I missed the first thirty minutes of that, so I missed the ass kissing. Oh, it was um, amazing. And, and I've kind of honestly, I I go back and do watch shows and stuff that I miss, but I, I haven't gone back and watched it yet because I, I don't want to be embarrassed. I, you know. I, wow, I mean, that's but, you know I, all the I, nice I, things we said you, about you, and you don't even want to watch on, it. You won't be embarrassed. I actually, I'm going to be uncomfortable. I listen. I don't want to be uncomfortable. That, you won't be uncomfortable. It, it's it's a hype. It's a hype for yourself. So whenever you're not okay. feeling great, go listen to that. You know what, John? You know, we did Coop and I and Coop had a lot of nice things to say too. You know, we we hyped up LFD, we said good things, you know, we talked about cigars we liked. I smoked the TAA on the show, the Chisel, the twenty twenty one TAA fifty Oro. Um it was marvelous. I talked to Tony about it today a little bit. Uh said it was amazing. I said John needs a raise because he's amazing. Um so take care of him. And all, all, all nice things, all the right things. Excellent. And you're over there like, ah, I can't watch it. You know, and I'm over here feeling bad. <laughs> now I just feel like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll go back and check. Now. I think Nicole's got the best point. If you're ever having a bad day and you feel bad about yourself, go and watch this. I don't have a lot of those, but it's great to know that I have something that I can, that I can look, that look forward to. Um, so, t- t- so we're on a different, we're dialed in a little differently today. So this is the first time that I've heard their voiceover too. It's excellent. Um, oh, right. I really like it. And I think yeah. I can reposition it on the video. So it's going with the smoking tobacco live. And then when it comes straight into the show, then you guys can start talking. So we can chat about that sometime after, but yeah. I'm enjoying, I- I'm looking forward, really looking forward to tonight's show. This is one that we've been talking about for a while internally and uh, the guest tonight, I've been talking with him uh, for the last couple months. I'm getting hit in the head by some rain, so if it gets any harder, I'm going to step inside. But um, this is this is going to be an awesome show. There's a lot, really, we've done, never done anything like this before. No. And it's going to be great. So <clears throat> we do have a very special guest with us. You may have seen him. You may recognize him. Um, the cigars you've probably heard of, whether you've actually had them or not, is maybe a different story. Um, but uh, very special. And if you're Italian, I mean, it's, it should hit close to home, as it does for Nicole and I. Um, tonight we have a Paisan on the show. It's Michael Capellini from Toscano Cigars. Michael, welcome back to the Smoking Tobacco Show. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is the Smoking Tobacco Toscano Cigars pairing episode uh with ourselves and michael we we have a couple of couple of cocktails here that michael and i have talked about that we have already pre-planned and kind of curated i'll give more of the credit to michael because he's kind of the brains behind it but 
Um, we're going to be smoking the uh, Garibaldi Toscano first um, with the Godfather cocktail. And then in the second half of the show, we're going to light up the Still Novo. And we're going to smoke. Uh, we're going to have uh, Negroni. And I think Nicole's going to do the uh, April Spritz. So we have everything here for that. But without further ado, Michael, welcome back, buddy. How are you? I'm wonderful, guys. How are you guys? You know, it's another night. It's another episode. It's another night smoking cigars and having drinks. So it, it's you can't complain, you know. And uh, and we get and we get to hang out with you. That's right. <laughs> That's I listen. Those feelings mutual, and I have to agree with John. The uh, the intros phenomenal. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's it, he made yeah. it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice. you think thank, so. thank you. That, <laughs> Don't now, thank now, me. There you go. Now I understand. Now I understand. I, I, now it makes I was sense. fishing for yeah. compliments. Thank you so much. You know, I was just going to say. I mean, he's he's. That's why he was like, oh, we can discuss to talk about the voiceover because he made it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Hook, John, line, and sinker, John. Hook, John, line, and sinker. John is the in-house um, visual creative director here at Smoke and Tobacco. And he all of the intros nice. for both shows, the Spare Note show and the Smoke and Tobacco show, um, the, 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 the whole thing uh, with the music and everything, John actually designed and made and created both of those uh, intros. So if you watch the shows, that's who did that. And no, I didn't. Um, I didn't have to hire some fancy schmancy um, creative like marketing or uh, graphic designer who does video. No, I just said, John, I, I, I had some ideas and, you know, he stayed up all night on his laptop. And by the time I woke up for work the next day, he's like, dude, it's done. And I'm like, wow, OK. Uh, and there you go. So nice. that's how it came Good together. Work. Good work. <laughs> so, Michael, um, talk to us a little bit about what we're going to be smoking tonight. And uh, a little bit about the drinks that you've paired with it and kind sure. of um, maybe h how and why those drinks might pair with those cigars specifically. Okay. Yeah. So the first one, like you mentioned, we're going to smoke the Toscano Garibaldi. The Toscano Garibaldi is composed of mostly southern Italian tobacco from the Campania region or the Benevento. Hey, John, this is actually, look at this. These are our new designed boxes. Where's the camera here? Where are we at? There we oh go. Oh, my God. It's go. beautiful. Wow. Yeah, these sure. are our these are our new designed boxes that we have that are starting to be released throughout the uh, throughout the country now. So, so mine has the warning label because this this came from Europe, right? No, we had so we had them on ours for quite a few years too. Uh, usually, the ones that come from Europe are written in Italian. Oh, I'm just yeah. I'm just unable to read. I'm illiterate. I thought it was Italian. <laughs> 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 yeah no that's english that's english but you know what i, I, but I appreciate the fact that we are so into the italian thing tonight that we're actually seeing italian rest <laughs> yeah i just assumed everything was in italian on here well <laughs> that packaging is gorgeous it's a, it seems like it's a little darker a little darker box the bands and everything the same on the inside yeah yeah they are they're the, it's the same bands and stuff but it's pretty neat because we we did a lot of work um, all the packaging and stuff. So it's good for the retailer. It's good for the consumer. There's a nice, uh, you know, we talk about where the wrapper is from on the back, where the filler is from, I love the that. different notes, the different aromas. Yeah. Cause you know, it's, it's for, for a non Toscano smoker, a first time Toscano smoker, they look at our cigars and they're like, well, what, what's the difference? They look somewhat similar, all of them. So that'll kind of battle that. But anyway, back to the cigar we're smoking. 
Uh, we're smoking the Toscano Garibaldi, as I said, which is mostly composed of southern Italian tobacco from Benevento, the Campania region. Uh, this particular tobacco produces a little bit more of a sweet note to the tobacco. Uh, you're going to get really nice notes of uh, deep leather uh, and roasted oak, obviously, because we fire cure our tobacco in Italy with massive pieces of oak wood. Um, <clears throat> so I decided to pair that with a very unconventional drink. And I use it in a lot of the pairings that I do. And the reason that I use it is because it gives unbelievable notes of sweetness, of oak from the, uh, the bourbon itself, different fruity notes. It brings out specific notes in the cigar compared to the fruity notes of the Bicerono. So tonight we're pairing the Toscano Garibaldi with the Godfather drink, which is a one-to-one -one mixture of Amaretto Bicerono and your favorite uh, bourbon, and well, whiskey bourbon. So what I decided to use was this cask strength Maker's Mark. Ooh, Ooh. interesting. Um, I actually decided to go with there we go. Um, keeping on theme of sweet. What rhymes with sweet? Wheat. What's a good weeded bourbon? Weller. So we're going to use the there Weller Special Reserve. Yep. In our drink tonight very nice so the notes might be the notes might be a little bit different uh from what i get and you get but the overall scenario will be pretty much the same so um yeah, so I, I you know doing this show when we first started talking about it i just kind of wanted to bring something what i thought was a little bit different to you guys because yeah. You know, the last time I was on the show, we talked a lot about the historical significance of Toscano. Um, it was more the story of the brand because, God, was that already, was that two years ago that I was on the show? Yeah. Uh, no, Mike, I first... think it was about a year. I think it was just about a year, right, Nicole? A little over a year. Was it? Yeah, because oh, I, was, I was there. So I would say it was probably a year, and a year, year and a half ago at the most. Didn't we do the okay. cheese? We had a whole cheese shark. board we and did. everything. We did. That could have been awesome. two years ago. Isn't that crazy? I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. Was it? I'll fact check. Yeah, we all made we all made charcuterie boards. Oh, I remember I'm what we did. You, I'm I just think... like, was it already that long ago? Shit. Yeah. Might have been beginning what? of Toscano. Or yeah, Toscano. <laughs> yeah, two hundred and seven yeah. years ago. I, I we did it two hundred. Yeah, we did it two hundred and seven years ago. It might have been. I'm doing Harlem Standard tonight. Michael, it might have been. Oh, nice. Oh, wait. I'm, I'm telling you. When was it? January 13th, 2021. A little bit over I... a year ago. But, wow. About a year and a half? Yeah. Well, it's April. Yeah, closer You're... to a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. That's a long time ago. Wow. It's done crazy. a lot of shows since then. We... Lots changed since then. Yeah. Wow. It really has, including the wonderful intro, but I'm not going to go into that again because John's going to get all excited and I don't, you know, I want to stay on top again. So. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, when we first started having this conversation, I got really excited because I wanted to bring something a little bit of a little different taste, a different flavor, different flair to, to you know, the Toscano pairing session. So that's why tonight we're going to do what we're doing. So the whole reason that I do the pairing sessions, too, is to kind of get Ooh. people to understand understand the power of both the tobacco and whatever you're pairing it with whether it be chocolate whether it be cheese whether it be soda whether it be some out of the left field thing that you want to pair i love taking weird things and trying to pair it 
And you always get, you know, the guys or gals that are like, what the hell are you doing right now? But, you know, it, it kind of makes people step outside of their comfort zone. And that's kind of what I try to do. So that's why tonight we're going to go, we're going to have a couple steps to the pairings. Um, the first step is we're going to smoke. We're going to have a drink and then we're going to smoke. Then we're going to do the opposite. We're going to drink. We're going to smoke. Then we're going to drink. I always say this joke whenever I do my, after I say that, I'm like, I'm really sorry that I'm making you guys do all this, you know, drinking, it's, it's, but somebody's got to do it. So I'm glad you're here along for the ride. Uh, oh, yeah, no and worries. then we're going to cleanse, cleanse the nasal palate. And then we're going to actually smoke the alcohol itself. So, um, you know, essentially that's kind of what I, I just want to give everybody a better understanding of the product itself, because we have this conversation often and I have it with everybody really the normal American consumer who has no understanding of Toscano will never, ever reach for a Toscano over another cigar in the humidor. So these pairing sessions allow for a little bit of education, a little bit of fun, and a little bit of, uh, you know, palate enhancement, if you will. That's actually, that's, that's, that's the hope by the end of the night anyway. Uh, yeah, and, and it's... It's something that we haven't done here, and we've wanted to do it for a while. We've been talking about this, so it, it's extended actually to be a part of it. And anytime you do like any kind of tasting, or uh, whether it's a pairing, or it's just tobacco tasting, uh, it's always a lot of fun. You know, you, you, you like you know, kind of like you said, you you learn a little bit more. You have a different appreciation for something. You understand something better, um, and then you you go forward and you take that. Um, stuff that you have picked up on, you discover, you learn it. It'll, it'll change your smoking experience going forward, and uh, and maybe you know what you drink with it, or just just when you smoke by yourself, you know the notes that you pick up and the things you look for. Um, you know these these tastings can be so beneficial um, to every smoker. Uh, it, it's a, it's a good exercise, you know. It's a, it's a good word. It, it's an exercise. It's like a palate exercise, and it's it, it's awesome to do. And and honestly, I I think that people should do it more often to explore yeah, the different agreed. parts of the palate and, and, and even the, the tobaccos and learn how to taste the tobaccos. There's people who have been in the business for 45 years who have said to me like, oh, I just I just did a, a certain kind of tasting or whatever. Like, and, oh, I just I just picked up on flavors that after 40 years, like I, I didn't even know I had or that I couldn't taste. And now right. I can. So I mean, right. you so can never Nicole, really stop taking away from it. Nicole, I got right. a question for you. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to this is a question for Nicole. And then it's a kind of a comment towards you, Michael. I'm going to say one thing that I really enjoy about smoking at Toscano is every time I take a puff, I don't know about you, Nicole. I feel like I'm in like a mob movie and I'm the dude taking a puff of the cigar, making like a really, a really big deal about something or on the women's side, like the elegant, the el there's a lot of elegance to this and a lot of class to the way the cigar is shaped, the way yeah. you hold it, the way you take a puff off it. Um, I, I really, I can think about all sorts of gangster movies. I'm, uh, you know, the one I'm thinking about right now is that uh, Boardwalk Empire. And I feel like I'm on Boardwalk Empire every time I take a puff and like. There is that sense well, you of know, elegance. It, it reminds me also of like a Lancer, you know, I don't know. When I like smoking yeah. a Lancer, yeah. I feel a little bit fancier. So I'm gonna, it's really vibes. classic elegance. I'm going to add to that, but I'm going to go a completely different direction. And Michael can even kind of fill in a little bit more on this. Once he hears where I'm going with it, um, when I smoke Toscano, I think of one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite actors of all time, Clint Eastwood. Mm. And uh, Michael, why, 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 why is that? 
Well, it's probably going to be because he smoked the Toscano Antique on all of the Spaghetti Westerns. I would imagine that's the number one reason why you have that sentiment. That's right. You know. Whenever I I watch the the Dollars Trilogy, mm, that's all I think about. I'm like, Toscano. Yeah. And then I and then I have to have yeah. one because I'm like oh, I love this movie and I'm like now nah, I gotta have a Toscano. Yeah. I get all excited. And that's what I think. I think of being Clint Eastwood in the Old West. We're not really we're not actually in the Old West, but <laughs> you know smoking. Yeah, yeah no, smoking but, but you know same same concept. Yeah, same concept. Yeah, I mean the story behind that's funny too. I I might have I might have got into it a little bit on the last show, but apparently. You know, Sergio Leone was a big Toscano smoker, so he almost forced Clint Eastwood to smoke the Antico. Uh, just like most first-time Toscano smokers, Clint was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, no thanks, I'm not smoking that. It's going to suck. Don't want anything to do with it. And uh, Sergio Leone kind of forced him to do it. And, uh, you know, when he did, uh, it ended up being probably the most iconic picture of any actor, arguably, mm. with Clint Eastwood with the cigar in his mouth you know, squinting into the sunset with his poncho on. Like, it's pretty, it's it's a pretty impressive thing. And it's kind of awesome to be part of that, that can actually, you know, bring that to life for a lot of people. Because I get a lot in uh, retailers, they're always like, "Where?" you know, I get, I get, I get all the time. They want the Clint Eastwood cigar and I never know what to sell them. Now you do. Yeah, now you do. Toscano. Now you do. Um, we did have our first I've question said. come in, too, from the audience. Did you want to read it? Yeah. Uh, Scooter writes in, Hi, guys and gal. Michael, please settle an argument for a few of us cigar nerds who are arguing this today. Is the Toscano extra vecchio a Lancero or Petit Lancero or neither? <laughs> I have a feeling I know who that question's from. But uh, <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, it, it's, it's a loaded question, and my response when I get this question is always the same tone thing, really. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's surely skews more toward a Lancero. Uh, but Toscano, I think, uh, as the brand ambassador, I think that it has its own designation and that's a Toscano cigar. So I never compare it really to anything else. Cause it's so different. It's so rugged. It's so even the, you know, the fact that it's it's elongated on both ends, it, it's just a total different beast. Um, but, you know, arguably in the cigar industry, if you're going to put it in anything, you're definitely going to probably put it in, you know, in what's mentioned here, Lancero, Petite Lancero, more or less, uh, simply because of its size. Um, sorry. I got I'm having a rough oh, time yeah. over here, guys. I'm sorry. Why are you I'm having a rough time? I'm trying to get this on the screen here. I, it was just a, I had the rain was here. I had my I had my tablecloth out to make it a really nice experience. Here, Michael, I wanted this to is this is this is the this is the dysfunction <laughs> and, of the smoke and tobacco show. <laughs> John Carney. <laughs> and I wanted to keep the cigar on the screen here, and there we go. Well, but well, I, John... I was. It was funny you meant. It was funny you mentioned that, Mike, because I was. Um, when I saw the question on the screen, I was like, it's not a, it's a Toscano. Like it's, it's one of the brands where it's, where this, yeah, you can classify it by size if you wanted to, but I wouldn't class, I cla- I don't classify it by size. The size is Toscano. Uh, you know, and the, yeah, the, the, that's exactly the way right. that I thought of it. 
I just wanted to mention exactly too right. cuz I I kind of I kind of skipped I not really skipped but I just we got so we got catapulted right into the middle of the show. We got um, so excited. <laughs> especially with with John and everything that was going on over there. Um I forgot to let everyone know that if you don't have a Toscano and you need Toscano if you head over to the two guys cigars.com, you can purchase all the Toscanos that you need or desire. Um, they they carry all the Toscanos. They're they've a great retailer partner with with Toscano. Um, the Toscano soundstage where the Cigar Authority is is recorded. Uh, it's, yep. it's huge. It's that that that's the place. So if you head over to the number two guyscigars.com right now, get yourself some Toscanos and buy the cigars that we're smoking tonight and make these pairings for yourself and try them out. And I do believe yep. that they carry everything. I think yeah. they do. Yeah, I mean they they, they carry most. Yeah. They do almost. I think everything. Like, um, I think every time I've yeah, been yeah. there for Toscano, they, they they've carry had every hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So you, everything you need is there. Um, so head over there, and uh, and order some Toscanos today, and then Barry Stein will ship them out for you. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I'm on my second half. You're on the okay. second half. Okay. All right. So how? Yeah. So it I slowed fun. it down, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I had to keep going. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I think this is this is Michael, you talked all that game, you know. So John, are you doing hey, pairing be... with that cigar? So I, I'm not I'm not drinking this evening. Oh. Uh is I, I, I forgot to take some medication mm. uh that I take for a balance situation that I have had for the last few years. And uh I took I just took it, so I'm not going to drink with it. Um, because I, I don't want to mix that, but I will do the tobacco side. But um, I was pairing with Harlem Standard was what I was going to use for bourbon. Oh, nice. That's been on my list. I haven't actually tried that. <clears throat> Nor I have don't I drink a lot of liquor. Yeah, I don't have drink a lot of liquor, but I have a lot of friends that do, and they leave bottles at the house. So this one got left for my friend Jameson, which is kind of a fun one to have. And then uh, there's a few other ones in there. So I do, I'm starting to get a good little liquor collection uh, going, but um, I really enjoyed that. I, I was talking earlier before the show, I, when, when I got the cigars, I smoked one on the way to the gym today. I always have a small cigar on the way to the gym. And this was just a really good um, palate cleanser for me. It was so different than what I normally smoke. Um, it, was, it was really kind of like a little treat. Um, it was nice. So I, I did smoke one of these Garibaldi's earlier. So this is my second, <clears throat> and uh, I've been quite enjoying it. Yeah, they're a great cigar. The Toscano Garibaldi in, in, in particular is a great cigar for if you haven't smoked Toscano before, or really if you're just starting to get into to smoking in general, smoking cigars in general. The Toscano Garibaldi, it's very light. It's not super powerful. Still packs a really complex flavor. Gives a really nice aftertaste. It's nothing crazy. So if, if you haven't yet, um, whether you're a Toscano aficionado or somebody who just is just starting to smoke and or get into Toscanos, give the Garibaldi a shot. It's my go-to everyday Toscano, no doubt. Yeah, no I like I, – it's, it's a lighter smoke. Um, it's not too – it's not too overpowering. I I like the way – I like this pairing um, with, with the cocktail. Well, wait till it, we actually do the pairing. It's going to be fantastic. I know. I'm just I'm, – I already got excited. I had to taste it. It's so good. Um, so now I'm just like, all right, we got to, we, I did, I did. I couldn't we help myself. Did. It's been a long day, Michael. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now there's an alcohol yeah. in front of me and I'm just like, I need this right Nothing, now. <laughs> nothing's going as planned. Carney, Carney smoked half the cigars he's got. Uh, we've already gone through that. I'm almost out. You guys have drank the alcohol. Carney's out in the rain. If this was, 
if this was Jose Blanco doing a tasting, he'd been putting us into detention. <laughs> We're the degenerates. No, I, I listen. I've realized that in this industry, you just got to roll with it, and it's just a blast. It's just, and and whenever you think it's like, oh God, this is organized chaos, that organized chaos turns into probably the best thing that could happen. So, that's right. That's true. Um, all right. Well, Michael, I have a question. Why... Well, I got a question sure. before we get into that. Okay. I, the, first of all, the packaging is excellent, um, and when we get into the still novel in the second half, it's really excellent. But I, I really like the information on it. And I'm sure you said the new packaging has it as well. Um, but it, it's great. It tells the story of Giuseppe Garibaldi, uh, Hero of yep. Two Worlds. I, I do have a question, yep. though. The, sure. So it says the, the, this new product flavor made with Kentucky fire-cured tobacco grown in southern Italy. Is there specific mm -hmm. tobacco that's, that's classified as Kentucky fire-cured? Um, or is it technically Italian fire cured and it's just tobacco that was, you know, uh, indigenous to Kentucky? Yeah. So what you have is really, it's, it's Kentucky seed tobacco that's grown in Italy. That's cool. And it's two folded there. First thing, cause green. Hey what, was that? What, what was that, Michael? Sorry, you froze for a quick second. What was that? That's what I. That's what I thought. I was afraid. It kind of looked like I was yeah. freezing a little bit. Yeah. We're getting we're getting some thunderstorms through the area here, so I'm hoping that that doesn't disrupt I, the. I think uh, we are the, too, because I just saw a flash outside too, and I was like, "What was that?" But I, mean, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So you. What so we, anyway, what I was saying. You said it was Italian grown tobacco from Kentucky seeds. Yeah, so that's correct. So that's kind of what distinguishes the, the Toscano Kentucky seed fire cured tobacco. And in Italy, we grow it in five different regions, Veneto, Umbria, Toscana, Lazio, and Campania. So each region produces a different uh, body tobacco, different flavor tobacco, just like wine, right? Wine or olive oil. You, I always use that comparison 24-7. And then we use, we fire cure tobacco here in the United States that's grown from Kentucky seed tobacco also. The Kentucky seed tobacco that's produced is a higher uh, nicotine content cigar, which is why Toscano has a nice full-bodied flavor. Even in the, in the lighter body, like the Gettibaldi, it's still a complex and somewhat, somewhat medium to medium full-bodied cigar. Um, the soil that Toscano tobacco is harvested in is very dark and that affords during the entire harvesting process, during the entire growth, during the entire photosynthesis process that happens, um, the, the, the dark soil absorbs the sunlight during the day and releases the heat from the sun at night into the plant. So there's almost a consistent temperature that affords the uh, plant to grow to the specifics that we need it to, to create Toscano fire cured Kentucky seed tobacco. Interesting. And it's such a, you yeah. know, a lot of the times you know, we, we talk about tobacco and, and, and growth and in different seeds and all that, you know, it's, it's so different, you know, with the, with, with yeah. the dried tobacco, you know, we're always talking about humidity and keeping the tobacco moist and fresh and the, to and, and then to go in it's such a different direction with no we dry it out you know what i mean and and, and that whole process right and, and it's a whole different kind of tobaccos that are being used and it's a whole different process and a whole different 
growing process. It's, it's very different. It's still cigars. It's still tobacco. You're still smoking it, but it's just... It's a different experience slightly. Yeah. It's not quite the same, but like we're saying, I mean, this wasn't humidified. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah. Smoking, smoking right. fine. It tastes great. Um, it's still, it doesn't take away from the experience. It's, it's different, but I don't know. This like is Joe. the smoothest fire cured tobacco right. I've ever smoked. Oh yeah, it I well, and it, the, it's so smooth, it, and it doesn't, it doesn't like take over my palate with fire cured taste. Um, it's right. that's excellent. I mean, it's very smooth. Yeah, and a lot of that has to do with again the the process behind harvesting the tobacco. You know, when our when our tobacco plants get to a specific spot, they just start to produce the flower. We slice the flower to ensure that all the photosynthesis goes to the top two uh, primes of the tobacco, which is used mostly for Toscano tobacco. The, then, the, then once they're harvested, they go to our Foyano plant. They're insured for quality control. Then they're fire cured with actual natural wood. Then they're fermented in just water. And that's what really brings that intense flavor to the forefront. But it also mellows throughout the entire aging process. So the Toscano Garibaldi is aged for six months. And the longer you age Toscano tobacco, the, the less spice is going to exist, but the more complexity is going to come to fruition. And you could say the same thing about a lot of tobaccos too, right? But at the end of the day for Toscano tobacco, because it's such a different tobacco, the aging process, the fermentation and the fire curing are the keys to ensuring that Toscano uh, is is a consistent, delicious smoke for all consumers. In fact, over 260 million uh, a year, to be honest. Yeah, it, it's uh, it, it, like like I was saying before, it's a great treat. You know, once in a while, you know, I'll have a Toscano, and it's it's a fun experience because it's different, um, and uh, I, I always look forward to it, and I always enjoy it. And it's a nice, it's a nice change of pace, you know, um, Nicole's, that's brother... exactly it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to go off on another thing. No, 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 <laughs> no, I, no, I was just agreeing with you. Are we there? Yeah, we're here. You froze a little bit. Okay. Just a little Boy, bit. I'll tell you. Yeah. I just saw my face that froze. I hope nobody's taking pictures of this stuff as, as my face is freezing. <laughs> it was absolutely terrible. No. My wife could use well, those against me any day. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, it's not gonna—it's never gonna be more embarrassing than your performance at the meatball competition. Oh wow! Whoa. I was waiting. Whoa. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Whoa! Was that waiting. was rude. We've we been into this show. How long? Thirty-one minutes. Yep. I can't believe it took thirty-one minutes for that to come. I was <laughs> waiting. I thought you would have. Th- I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> no, I was waiting for the perfect moment. I'm an assassin. I was I was waiting so I could make it the most personal as humanly possible. You know, it's funny because <laughs> when Michael was on his way up to do that event, I was on the phone with him for planning this show tonight. And I said to him, I go, Michael, I said, look, you know what tribe you're with. You can't let us down. If anyone goes up there and makes a meatball, I mean, this is this is your game to lose. All right. And he's like, yeah, no, I, I, I know. I understand the responsibility that I have. And then he came in last. And I was like, what are you what are you doing? And he's like, I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I don't know how I lost that one. <laughs> literally, when I got the, – the best thing is, is the second the results came in, 
Now, I guess that my team in Italy, some of them were watching as the results came in. It wasn't a, you know, don't worry. It's okay. Don't worry. It's not a big deal. That It's you're fired. That was literally the tip. It was like, guys, I think, I, think we, I think we picked the wrong guy. We picked the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what, Michael? We're going to go defense, in a different direction. To be in his fair. defense. Well, I was just saying, his defense, most of that room was people that were Italian or second generation or three or four generation Italian. Those people all think their meatball is the best. So you put a real Italian meatball in front of them, they're going to hate it because they're going to say, oh, this isn't like my grandmother's. This, they really pick the least Italian of the meatballs. I'm Irish and French Canadian. I finished second three times. They have yours no were good, though. Not what they're talking about. Thank you. I have Thank to tell you, yours were that. good. Yours were good. Now, unlike the assassin that you are, I just complimented you. But I do have to tell you, <laughs> I enjoyed the fact that you almost went right through the jugular. Right through the jugular, <laughs> stopped just short, and then gave me a, a compliment. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you. You're he didn't welcome. want to kill you. He just Thank wanted you. to get you he's, close. He's, well, no, he's done nothing but be nice. He's been nothing but complimentary of me. Yeah, and I mean, then you had to really, hold on, really hold on. nasty of we me. We need to, be doing to back what up because there might be some people in the audience who have no idea what we're talking to right now or talking about right yeah, it's now. True. So, um, for those of you who don't know, there's a local shop in New England, um, two guys um, cigar shop, and they do a meatball competition every year, every January, I believe. Right? Is it January, February? January. 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 And um, they invite some manufacturers to participate and make their own meatball. And the audience who comes in, um, they vote <coughs> on the best meatball. So <laughs> they were referring to this year's event. We, we weren't able to make it this year, but we nope. did go last year. Um, and just a, a testament to the audience, right, Oliver Nouveau? Oliver won. Nouveau of United last Cigar year. won last year with a stuffed meatball. It was, it was, it was <sighs> I want to say it was beef and pork. With uh, a, 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 was it spinach and and um, mozzarella with with, it, with a little bit of prosciutto? It was not a traditional meatball, which is why I did not vote for him. Who knows? I didn't vote for him. <laughs> but he won. It was. It was. But good. he won. So so keep that in mind too. Is that the audience is they're not voting for traditional? At least he stuffed it with Italian stuff. I mean, it's not like he filled it with like but, you know, taco well, corned beef and cabbage or something. Yeah. yeah, I can't. Yeah. You know what the funny thing is, Capolini? I can't remember who actually won this year. I was up. It was there Oliver. On stage Oliver won again. He won the second. Did time. he win yeah, again? Yeah. yeah, he did. Oh, I appreciate the. I wasn't even whatever. there, and I knew. <laughs> Nobody cares. Listen, listen. When when the, the the results came in, I blacked out, so I don't even know what happened. I Michael went happened. downstairs and like was breathing into the bag. He was like. <laughs> It was, oh, it was, no, he, it was, he started, <laughs> he started serving us lemon, uh, orange cello. Uh, he was, he was trying to, he was trying to serve, he was really taking great care of us. And then, trying to and cover then it, it up. was, then it was panic mode. It was, uh, and by the way, I, I really enjoyed the meatball and I could not believe, I didn't know if he was going to win. Cause I, again, I've watched the competition over the years, but I, I could not believe that it was last place. And honestly, it could not have been. If if that if that whole thing had been, you know, planned ahead of time, um, and scripted, it couldn't have been scripted yeah. any better. Like that, that, that could not have been a better storyline. No, but mm-hmm. I would. I think the year before as well, we had voted for whatever the most traditional meatball was there, and that one came in last too. So like the the audience doesn't vote. All right, so that makes me so feel a little better. You got to take that out of it. The- yeah. 
You're making me feel very yeah, and they good. Always so vote, I appreciate that. They always Thank vote you. for their based off their what their what their meatball recipe is. So that's why I try to pick one that's so straightforward down the middle. Um, the, I think the thing that got everybody on your meatball was the sweetness. There was a little bit of sweetness to it. And then um, I think was yeah, it, I used nutmeg, which was good. Was it yeah. last year? And John, Jonathan made a meatball, and it was like all it, had, it was like all like pepper and like spice in it, and it was just like it was like it was like spicy. It was like a hot meatball. Well, well, no, it was funny. The year before, Jonathan had made a stuffed meatball just like Oliver's and finished last, and then the very next year, Oliver won with a stuffed meatball. It, <laughs> it blows my mind. It's it's crazy, mm. but. But but yeah, anyway, that was a great time, and we uh, so we had some Toscanos there that evening too. So that was uh, nice to enjoy that. And uh, you're still with the company, so that's a great thing. But <laughs> um, actually fine. yeah, <laughs> still here. I'm gonna have to get uh, another I think, one. I, of I think I was. I think I was for a couple minutes, but we backed off, so it was. Good. I think but, you know yeah, what? Anyway. I think I think I think what it really. I think Michael's on probation right now. They're like, all right, strike one. But you know, we're watching you. <laughs> so I, I, that was like strike one, two, and a half. That was strike one, two, and a half. So He's it's, still you know. on thin ice. <laughs> it's not good. So it's, I'm breaking listen, into I, my. Uh, sorry, I'm breaking into my second here. Uh, I'm gonna think I'm gonna smoke this. We're gonna. Over. We're actually gonna do the pairing right yes. after I say this. I'm just gonna tell you that even when I call in to two guys today, they'll always answer the phone and they're like, "Hey, who's calling?" I'm like, "It's Mike Kathleen." They're like, "Oh, the guy that doesn't know how to make meatballs." Hold on one second, and then that's that's how. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. That's how that works. You have to come. You know what? It just means you have to come back next year, and you have to redeem yourself. Even yeah, if you don't I'm, win, I'm gonna, just but place. The thing is, is, just place in the top three, and it'd be like, all right, you made some improvement. You know, put some MSG in that meatball. I don't know. That's yeah. I didn't. I didn't need to come in last. That was my own. I don't even care if I want. I came in last. It was terrible. Yeah, Such it was a, I'm still That's crushed. Brutal. Can you tell? I'm still yeah. devastated. Yeah. I haven't gotten over it. It's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. Oh. All right, let's now now I want to drink. So I'm I'm with Matt on this one now. Let's just drink. Uh, so getting into the pairing, if we're ready. Are we ready? Oh, we're ready. ready. We've 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 let's been do ready. it, yeah. <laughs> so the first pairing, like I said, the Garibaldi and the Godfather. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take a nice big puff of the cigar together, and when you do, try to remember the notes on the cigar. Okay? Then as soon as you exhale, you're gonna have a sip of the drink. And then after you swallow the drink, an immediate puff of the cigar. So let's do it together. A puff of the cigar. Okay. A sip of the drink. And another puff. Now, the second puff of the cigar should be completely different, very mellowed out. Toscano Garibaldi's mellow mm. in general, but the second puff of the cigar should almost be, you can't even taste the smoke, yeah. realistically. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I didn't feel it either. I didn't, there was no mouthfeel on nope. it. It was awesome. Yeah. No, you won't. And that's the great thing. And what happens is the first smoke, you got really nice oak notes. You got that little bit of leather. Then the sweetness and the coolness of the alcohol hits the palate, cleanses it a little bit. And the reason that the smoke isn't so strong the second time around is because the smoke's fighting to get through the alcohol that's still on your palate. And that's why even now you taste a little bit, potentially some floral notes and some sweetness and almost a little bit of cherry from the drink itself. It changes the cigar completely. I get vanilla and brown sugar. You're going to get vanilla too, 100%. Vanilla. Yeah. Um, 
the more you smoke too, the more you're going to start to get as the sugar dissipates from the palate, you're going to start to get more spice like clove, little hints of pepper. Uh, it's crazy how these cigars afford the the smoker to to explore parts of the palate that they didn't even know existed. That's the great thing about these pairings. Yeah. What do you think, Nicole? Do you think that? What, what were your thoughts on that one? Oh yeah, no, I um I taste the oak and the cherry, like definitely more cherry heavy for me. Um, but mm-hmm. very smooth. That's what I like, and I I do taste those like yeah. little subtle after notes of clove. I think is what I'm picking up too. Absolutely. Well, and we're only getting started. So let's go into the second part of the pairing now. So now we're going to do the opposite. We're going to have a sip of the alcohol, try to remember the alcohol, a puff of the cigar, and then another sip of the drink. So cheers. Cheers. So for me, the first sip, we had really nice notes of the bourbon. Then you have a, a puff of the cigar, the bourbon dissipates and the sweetness and the cherry comes to full fruition. Then the second sip, all you have is oak, a little bit of a burn, but this, the, the body of the cigar itself and the spice came to full fruition, especially on the retro hill. And that little bit of bourbon starting to burn a little bit of here. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I got more of the cherries this time. But I, also, I got like a cherries and cream. It's like cherries and cream. Well, still still vanilla. The vanilla is still there. But I got there was more a distinct mouthfeel this time around. Yeah. Yeah, more of a mouthfeel for yes, sure. Yes, definitely. Well, Toscano, too, and don't forget, the, the, the Italian tobacco itself um as it's fire cured it produces a nice creamy oaky sensation to the tobacco too and the fact that the southern italian tobacco is a little bit lighter brings out that sweetness that we talked about hints of vanilla now right now as i'm talking i taste vanilla but on the back of my palate there's just hits a little bit of pepper a little bit of black pepper on the back of the palate interesting which is pretty great i got no pepper yeah did you get any pepper no it was i'm getting it yeah. But ours have been <clears throat> a little aged, I think, too. Yeah, the ones yeah, that you we do have, have had for a little while. We have aged. We yeah. have aged. <laughs> you do have aged Toscano. Your Toscano got Ibaldi's like uh, two years and six months, I think. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Probably. But it's still smoking great, which is why good. this is a you know a testament to the fact that you don't have to humidify them, and they still right. taste great two years later. <laughs> it's true. Right. No, it is true. There's and no someone question. actually it kinda, chimed in, still... um, John, in the audience who's listening. Thanks for listening again, John. Um, he said he always carries them in his glove box in his book bag. Fantastic. So, that's why they're great. Not needing humidification is a big selling point for a lot of American consumers. Yeah. So the third thing that we want to do, we're going to want to cleanse the nasal palate. A lot of smokers don't do this, or they don't do it enough. Let's say they don't do it enough. I shouldn't assume that they don't do it. But cleansing the nasal palate is the best way to best understand the cigar. So in order to do so, this is always one where I kind of ask people to watch me do it, and then we can do it together. Because if you do it wrong, you'll be ending up spitting alcohol out your nose all over your devices there, and I'll never be back to do another pairing. So in order to do it, we're going to take a sip of the alcohol, 
tip our head forward so we don't aspirate, suck air over the alcohol, and blow the air, not the alcohol, out our nose. Okay, so watch. And then swallow the alcohol. Wait, so before so we do that, take... I'm going to spit it out everywhere. <laughs> no, you're not. It's easy. You take a sip, you just suck air over the alcohol and blow the air, not the alcohol out your nose. So let's take okay. a big puff of the cigar first to taint the, the, the nasal palate a little bit. Let's go ahead and cleanse the nasal palate. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here laughing. And then another I did it. puff of the cigar. <laughs> I'm so sorry. John looks like he's bent over there. I think I think he I think he might have spit it out. I can't. <laughs> he's over there shaking it. I, he's not he's not making words. I, I I don't I think he messed it up. I'm not good with directions. So <laughs> you're muted by the way, buddy. So I didn't hear anything you're saying. Nope, I did it. I did it. It worked great. I'll do it again. Um, and it changes the cigar completely. So I should try again, but I still am afraid. The second puff of the cigar on the retro, on the retro hills, a lot more spice, but on the palate, the mouth palate itself, really not at all. And you get the the oak comes to full fruition on that one. Mm Mhm. Maybe I didn't. That's cool. I've never, uh, I've never tasted a, I've never done that. That's that was, that was really unique. Yeah. Well, again, and, 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 and this is the kind of thing you got you to gotta play with it, too. And doing it, uh, d- doing it virtually is a great practice. And then when you're able to do it in person, it's a whole different experience on itself. The last one, though, the last part of this pairing that we're going to do is going to blow your guys' minds. Everybody, when we do this, they're like, what the hell? How is that even real? So the next thing that we're going to do is we're actually going to smoke the drink itself. So we're going to take a nice big puff of the screen release the smoke into the glass are we there i just had a crack of thunder out there i don't know Uh i feel like we're doing like cigar pilates here someone said that in the audience (laughs) they said cigar tasting gymnastics there you go there you go so again, we're gonna take a nice big puff of the cigar, gently release it in the glass, and cover it immediately. So watch, and then you guys can do it. Oh. I'm talking too much. My cigar went out. I've actually done this before, so this one I already I already kind of know. He did way more than. I take little puffs. And they're going to want to cover it immediately. So you're going to get oh. all the smoke on there. So go ahead. Swirl in the glass a little bit. And when you do, you're going to start to see the smoke turn almost like a caramel color. Yeah. Because the sugar and the smoke are starting to mix together. Very gently remove your hand. Let the smoke sit like a cauldron like this. This is the best part about this. It's so cool looking. Go ahead and twist the glass around. Before all the smoke dissipates, take a sip. And all you should get... Whoa! Sweetness 
and the cherry. Oh my god, that's amazing. Oh wow, that this is very good. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's definitely that's one of the things during the pairings themselves. Like everybody because it's hard <coughs> it's hard when you're in a room like for example, I was up at Twins the other day and we did an event and there was like 30 35 people. And as we're as we're smoking and doing when going through the specific parts of the pairing, people are like, oh, my God, I do get that. Yeah, but I also get a little bit of it's tough to tell somebody what they're tasting because every palate is different. Right. So right. for me to stand here and say you have to taste this, the credibility goes right out the door. But when we do the smoking of the drink itself, everybody is always a hundred percent on the same page. They're like, Oh my God, I can't believe how amazing that is. So, and, and you're going to want to do it again, which Matt is already doing. Yeah. <laughs> Scooter says, I wish we had this kind of experiment in high school chemistry class. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the only way I'm going to look like such an idiot, not an idiot, but, a jerk more than thing. Anytime I have a cocktail, I'm going to be doing this. And they'll be like, what the hell is the guy at the bar doing? And I'm going to be doing it with every sip of my drink. <laughs> yep. Round two. It does look, it looks cool. Well, and around Christmas, or yeah, Christmas, around Halloween, it's awesome. It's awesome. So your next Halloween party that you have, this should be something that you do with all your guests. That is just amazing. You're right, though. And Matt, the, the more you do it, the more cherry and sweetness is going to come to the forefront. It's it's crazy. Yeah. I get a lot of cherry, a lot of vanilla. I get, like, caramel as well. I got cream. Yeah, you're going. So. Oh, no. Caramel. Did he freeze again? Caramel. No, there he is. <laughs> no, he's good. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it's it's like that that creamy, sweet, milky caramel with like a cherry undertone. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. But you're right. It's definitely the intensity of the flavor on the drink, like ten times stronger after that. Yeah. Than it was before. Yeah. Like the smoke r just really changes it. So if anyone's like at home, like yeah. wow, that, no, it, it really does. It, it it's a completely yeah. different sip than the, than the two previous. Uh, I'll tell you, it even did it with my. I'm, uh, the drink I have is an Arnold Palmer. It all this. It did this. Did the same thing with a non-alcoholic beverage. <laughs> like all of it, it was like a similar, all, very similar experience from the way you you all described it. So, and that's yeah. wild. Yeah, it's and again, Toscano or any, really any cigar too. But being the brand ambassador for Toscano, we're going to concentrate on that brand tonight. Uh, Toscano tobacco in general gives a lot of different flavor profiles. Uh, and you know, I do it with soda because obviously, you know, once in a while you get people who don't drink. So I do it with soda. I do it with chocolates. I do it with cheeses. I do it with meats, everything. And it's just kind of experiment. I've definitely like done the smoke. Am I frozen again? No, you're good. No, you're, no, you're here. I've definitely done the smoke over okay. just like a straight bourbon before um, to try to smoke it out a little bit. But nothing with this specific of like the drink and with Toscano. Um, 
I think this does a way better justice than um, just kind of yeah. regular cigar, just a straight bourbon by itself. Just with the cocktail and the Toscano tobacco being what it is, such a way more flavorful experience. It is amazing. That's why when you said it, I was like, oh, I know where he's going with this. But, like, I wasn't ready for, like, the taste after. I'm like, whoa, this isn't where I thought it was going to be. Uh, just amazing. Yeah. Um, so unique. And, and now this is going to be part of my – every time I smoke a Toscano now, this is going to be part of the, the regimen. I'm going to do this every time now. Um, yeah. You learn something new every day. Yeah, it's – well, you do, and that's the whole that's the whole fun of this too. And and honestly, try it with whatever your favorite drinks are. Like if you do it with just a root beer, Matt, it changes the root beer completely. Mm-hmm. If you add a little bit of vanilla vodka into the root beer to have like a root beer, a, a spiked root beer float, uh, and put a scoop of vanilla ice cream on there, the coldness from the uh, ice cream and and the sweetness from the root beer, the power of the vodka, the vanilla flavors all the spices from the cigar and the root beer. It, it's crazy. It's just an absolute mind blow as you're sitting there and, 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 and trying this. It's, it's pretty cool. You know what I've been actually getting into lately is, uh, is rum. I've been in a little bit of a rum phase. Rum's another one. Mm. Rum's another one. Yeah. There's no question. Maybe, maybe if, if we, if we get good traction with this, the next one that I do a year and a half from now, uh, we can, we can do another rum one. Yeah, we we the rum is definitely going to be next. Uh, you know, I if I had known, if I known that was going to be that good, I would have been like, we need we need to do a third one. <laughs> so are we gonna are we gonna are we gonna do that with the next? So we're gonna do that with the with the next pairing too with the still note. We'll do the, the same all the same steps just with a different pair. Just with a different pairing because it also okay. changes. It changes too, and. You know, ultimately, what happens is when you have bitters too, especially if you're doing the Negroni, it's a whole, di- it's a whole different experience, whole different experience. And you know, w- the reason that I started smoking the alcohol like I did was kind of by accident. I bought a smoker because I kind of wanted to change the alcohol a little bit, and I'm like, all right, so let's do this, and then I'll smoke a Toscano with it. It might, it might taste good. Worst idea was using pine don't ever smoke alcohol with pine it's not unless it's a gin which we are using tonight but it's i still wouldn't recommend it uh and then i'm sitting there and i'm trying all these different woods to try to get different flavor profiles out of it and i'm like what the hell you you have a cigar that's literally known and characteristic of oak hickory leather peat moss all these different natural Mother Earth flavors. Try that, and that's kind of how that was born. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I've definitely. I mean, you've seen, you know, smoked old fashions at bars and, and, and probably higher end restaurants where they do that that kind of stuff. Um, you know, down in Tampa, actually, at Hotel Haya, I was actually with John um, when I saw that they actually use. If you go to the bar at the Hotel Haya, they use a Byron box to smoke. Yeah. And I, I had no idea. And he's like, "Hey, I got you this drink. Wait till you see it." And I was like, it "Was he's like, just, 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 just wait." Till and the bartender comes over with a Byron Grand Poema with a white, beautiful humidor box, and smokes it, opens the lid, and pulls out an old fashioned. And, and I was like, "Are you serious, <laughs> <laughs> that, dude? I like, told what? you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, and I was like, "What?" He's like, "I know, right?" He's like, "I had to show you." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." It was I so now I'm gonna go back. <laughs> going back to the 
back to the Toscano team and saying, hey, out of our Toscano boxes, let's make one that a, a, a an old-fashioned glass can sit in and let's smoke see? the hell out of that. Yeah. There you go. That That's the that's the yeah. home run idea that redeems you for that meatball loss. All right, now we're moving on from the meatball <laughs> there, there you, Oh, here we go. Even you. Wow, even we, you weren't even there. <laughs> I know. I wasn't even there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what? I saw an opportunity and I took it. I, I, I'm sorry. Wow. I, I can't help wow. it. Wow. <laughs> I appreciate it. Listen, it's something I'm going to have to live with until I <laughs> – I either yeah. go back and have the coyones to do it again or just kind of dig my head in the sand and pretend it never happened. Uh, it's okay. I, I, I have faith that you'll redeem yourself in the future. The only option is to go back. I'm going to say it again. I, I said it earlier. I'm struggling still with this loss. This is one of the worst losses yeah. ever. You'll just have to bring it again next year. I know. You have, you have the only option is to do it again and risk it all one more time because if not nobody's going to allow you to forget about it well i mean it's you know when you call a shop and they literally say oh the guy that doesn't know how to make meatballs i think you're already at that there's no turning back from that but you know we'll see what happens yeah you got nothing else to lose hold on you have quite a few months to to get your a game ready so yeah michael's gonna be starting now he's gonna be making meatballs every weekend yep yeah what you don't know is i already do <laughs> he has he has been trying my hardest to find you're, you're the perfect make, blend of what I need. You're make, wait, so wait since that happened or you were doing that before? I ha I, I have made them one other time and again, I I even cause I and the reason I did it was because I was so confused. I was confused. <laughs> I, I can't I, I, I made them for my family and everybody's like oh these are great i said well why don't you come up to new hampshire next year when we have the meatball you guys can vote in in my in my honor yeah you just gotta that's see that's the trick you just gotta you know you gotta plant a few it's a weird audience yeah you gotta you plant gotta... some of your own team in the audience and then you're like oh i already know i got like 10 votes because i mean i brought my own people so that's how you do it that's that's so a lot more than I got the, the first time around. So a lot more votes than I got the first time around. Oh wow! So. I didn't need to know that. That's that's sad. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Imagine my dismay. No, really. I, I'm like that sucks. <laughs> Listen, I just, who voted you know, for Carney? Like, you know, you gotta do. We gotta move on with the show. This is just too bad. We're just watching. We're watching. The guy was over there crying, laughing about it. He's like, "Oh, really? This is unbelievable." I was so excited for this tonight, and now I'm getting lambasted left and right here. What the heck's going on? You know what? To be fair, John brought it up. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but then he brought it up. So now it's here. So just blame him. It's his. It's his fault. I was completely fine keeping my mouth shut, but then he brought it up. Like, well, it's on the table now. So here we are. Anyway, yeah, it's out there. It's. Well, Kapolina, oh, just wait till we get to the news session. Everybody will forget about everything we talked about prior. Perfect. <sighs> I wasn't going to go there with the news, but I, now I have to. See, this is how John just keeps the wheel rolling. <laughs> do you want to pause and we'll do the news segment? Yeah, we'll... let's do okay. it. Let's let's get it out of the way. And then way. we'll dive I into the no next one's gonna, no one's, First of all, no one's going to like what I have to say because I don't think they fully understand my point of view. And John just likes to disagree with everything I say anyway. So uh, that's that's all my right. soft intro. Um, but wait, you gotta do the intro first. I don't. I will do the intro. Don't, don't worry. I, I gotta try and stall. Um, <laughs> so no, I mean, I listen. I wrote it. I wrote the article. It's on my website. Uh, that's what my website's for. I could do whatever I want. Um, I could say whatever I want, and that's what I did. So we're just gonna talk about it. Um, 
Our new segment this week is brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com today, you can sign up to become an official McAuliffe Cigars ambassador. You'll get your official ambassador number with your ambassador coin. While you're right, head over to Facebook and join the ambassador group. You can smoke along with all of your fellow ambassadors at McAuliffe Cigars. So, all right, here it is. Uh, let's let all of the uh, let's let all the hating commence. Um, it is what it is. Uh, earlier this week. There was a, some Facebook drama. There was a little bit of Facebook drama. There was something posted on the Cigar Rights of America page that a group of us noticed, and we were like, okay, that's uh, – I don't think that should have been posted. It's, it's not really appropriate. But it wasn't so much of what was posted. It was more of the fact that Cigar Rights of America should not be posting these kinds of things because it's childish and it's – unprofessional and they should be focusing more on um advocating for new members they should be talking about uh you know what they're accomplishing yes what they're accomplishing all of the things that all the money that all of us donate to them is really going for uh not sharing uh jokes and potentially to some people offensive memes and photos and stuff like that just didn't think it was really the best use of resources and time or the image that the Cigar Rights of America really should present. They should really present themselves in a really more solidified, professional representation of people who advocate uh, and fight against legislation for us in Washington and in the individual states across the United States. Um, but this has been an issue that's been going on for some time. And some people thought that, you know, when some of us, you know, spoke up on this and thought, well, this is just, you know, you're making a big deal out of nothing. It's not that we were making a big deal out of the one meme that was posted. We were trying to bring light and use this situation as an example to, these are some of the things that Cigar Rights of America has done that some of us feel is like, okay, we need to be a little bit more mature and get the act together a little bit. Um, you know, Part of it is the, the 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 representation on social media. Another part of it is the way that they're communicating uh, to their members, their non-members, and the actual strength of how they're recruiting new members. Which, you know, it, a lot of times, and and I know, and there's stories that I know that I'm not going to repeat on the air um, for the sake of the many people that are involved. But there's stories that I know that I could tell you hey, they're not doing the best job at taking advantage of the opportunities that they have to, you know, go to events, advocate, get new members. You know, they go to these events and it's like hangout time. Um, there is at least three major events in the year that most of you guys all know about that they go to and they're supposed to be advocating and they don't. They go for the fun instead of actually trying to bring awareness to the industry. So these are the little things that they have been doing that they really need to clean up. And really get the right. <coughs> I wrote. I wrote about it. It's on SpokenTobacco.com. You can read about it. It's on there. Uh, cigar. Uh, William Cooper wrote it. You can. You can read about his interpretation and his thoughts and feelings on CigarCoop.com. Um, but that's just kind of where I'm at. And it's just. It wasn't supposed to be like Cigar Rights of America is bad. They do a lot of good things. And that is. That is true. And I. And no. Not once did I ever say that they didn't. I just tried to point out the fact that there are little things that they do that, you know, they could be fixed and then we can move on from it. And just, you know, sometimes if you don't speak up and talk about it, then, you know, no one really thinks about it. It's not really brought to awareness and it kind of just keeps on going. So my hope and the hope of a couple other people in the media who 
who wrote on it or commented on it or you know otherwise brought light to it I was like, hey, let's shine a little bit of light on it. We can fix it, and then we can move on, and then we, you know, we can just make ourselves look better as an industry. Um, but John, I know you have things to say, so I will let you have your time to say what you want to say, and then I will defend my yeah. stance again. <clears throat> no, I, um, you know, I was. <laughs> it, there's a couple things that I find that are unique about the thing how it went down. Uh, we were all as a smoke and tobacco team, and then me being, uh, you know, uh, a larger part of LFD we were some of the first people to kind of comment on it and our comments and I, I will per support both you and Nicole on this because we, we talked to the whole thing uh, were reasonable. Um, I don't think that Nicole was sick to her stomach and wasn't going to be able to go on with her life. Um, you know, I saw some posts where people were like, Oh, this is disgusting. It was just getting a little bit dramatic at that point after the fact that people really weren't involved at the beginning. Um, and then it, it was quite quickly people that were serious major players and have, um, you know, association with the CRA that got involved. Carlito made a post. Um, I made a post on it and we commented. And I, I know they said that some other people, nobody from other manufacturers was speaking up. I, I was one of the first people to speak up on it. And it was less of the, essentially what the meme was, Michael, if you're not familiar with it, was it was essentially a meme of a guy smoking a cigar and it said cigars have been, uh, allowing men to get away from their wives and social distance for 200 years and their kids and morons and things like that. It was something that if it was posted by like shirtless Mike or pizza Mike or things like that, that we would have laughed about and said, Oh, that's funny. But a trade organization doesn't need to be involved in funny memes. Like that's not the purpose of the CRA is not to be provocative in regards to uh, memes. Like I would have liked to hear the CRA's opinion on or a meme posted or something posted about all the um, packaging stuff that we've been discussing the last month or so with, uh, you know, cookies and cream, ice cream, cigars. Uh, you know, that that's something that's provocative. That could be a statement. But where I do defend the CRA here is I don't believe that's the stance of the CRA. Uh, I believe that post was made where someone that works there they're a very small organization there's only a couple employees uh was posting something thought it'd be funny it was a funny thing that they were going to post and it was just not funny in that setting um you know it's the same argument a lot of people have about donald trump you know he's provocative and he says things and people are like well you know the president really ought not say that now somebody may think it's funny or you may like it but there's a certain decorum that goes with the position or the organization um, if the CR, if the PCA had posted something like that, it would have been 10 times as much of, uh, of outrage. Oh, um, yeah, and they just sure. don't do that. So I agree that on everything you guys say, um, but I, I defend the CRA as it's really not their stance and it's one person. Now, I will comment on the point that you made, too, about how, um, you know, there's events and it seems like it's just CRA playtime. I'm not going to name names. I'm not doing anything like that. But I think it's the same situation where it's one person who's supposed to go do a job and that person doesn't do the job right. And if it's continuous and it's it becomes a, uh, you know, a regular recurrence, that becomes kind of what what you're representing. You know, if I go out and talk, you know, talk shit to everybody in the cigar business and tell everybody that they suck and, and give my, you know, be a jerk about everything, that's going to look poorly on LFD. Uh, you know, and then that's going to be like, well, LFD has this opinion, they have this view. Uh, and that's, you know, there's a time and a place for those types of things. And 
at the CRA, there's never that time and place. And, and their, their focus is still the same. Being a small organization, you have a really small group of people where one person can actually influence what's going on or one post can influence and give an image and a picture of it. So the CRA doesn't stand for any of those things. The CRA is a professional organization, uh, but when you're a small organization, you, you got to be held to even higher standards uh, because one person can really have a big impact on that. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, one thing to also remember, too, is La Fula Dominicana participates in the Cigar Rights of America stamp program. So when you buy a box of La Fula Dominicana, you'll see the CRA stamp on the box. Uh, so, I mean, they, they, obviously it's a it's an organization that LFD as a, as a company has, has worked closely with. So for, for John to even in, to say what he said, I mean, there's, there's some truth there. I mean, there's some honesty there. You know, it's like, hey, it's like, yeah, we're very closely affiliated with them. But to be honest with you, yeah, these are some things I see, too. So I think that also carries a lot of weight. Um, I received a call from somebody from Cigar Rights of America today regarding my article that I wrote on my website. And the uh, the conversation went better than I think most people would think. It was not a how dare you write that. I can't believe you'd say that. It was, hey, thanks for pointing out our flaws. Uh took a lot of guts and it was really honest so thank you and uh, it, was a, it was a good article and i was like yeah well again i'm not trying to attack anybody i just trying to just trying to help make it better by maybe shining some light on some of the things i think <coughs> could be changed so uh you know if anyone you know reads that it's like oh how dare you how dare you and it's like well the cigar rights of america called me and thanked me for writing that just so for the record not that it matters but that that was the phone call i received today um so again it you know and John made some good points too, and, but, and, but and I, it was yeah, offensive. Is, uh, you know, we, like that—that's the thing. Like people, it's, it's a joke. I get it. It just—it wasn't the time or place, and for the consumers, what was who offensive? That. What was offensive? You can be offended by something, have a take offense to something, and not be personally, you know, and emotionally injured by it. It was, and it was, it was offensive. It was, it was. When I saw it, I la I chuckled. And then I went back up and I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, why is this? Why was this posted today on the CRA? I was like, that's. Well, yeah. That, like, that's, like I said, the, the know, it was point just is awkward. That it was being it was posted by them down. and not like if that was on that person's personal page, have at it. You do you. But like yeah. the fact that it was posted on the CRA where we do donate money to them, eh, not the place. Just but not the place. It's just that's another, it. it's another example. And we won't get into it here. And it's not important. But it's another example of the industry as a whole. Um, like we're under we're under the radar and under the pressure of these of the government regulations. We are regulated by the the FDA. There are areas where people disagree with things. We just need to be better as an industry. We need to be better as individual companies. We need to be better as media. We need to be better as uh, trade organizations. Um, and it can't just be that something was posted and somebody was offended by it. Then there's people that, I mean, there was equals people that were just as, as crazily upset as some people were on the other side. It was both ends of the spectrum. Um, but we just need to be better. Like, you know, it, we all get it. No harm, no foul technically, uh, but there was still a foul, you know, it, it's, you know, in, 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 ba in sports, and if this was a basketball game, we'd be getting free throws, you know? And that's the way I looked at comments. Those are like the free throws. When you put something up and it doesn't deliver right, and it's a foul, you're going to get shots put at you. So, uh, you know, you need to take it one direction or the other. And I, I think the CRA, the fact that they've reached out to you, I spoke to them directly shortly after and expressed my opinions uh, on some things. And yeah.
I think they 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 can take this and go in the right direction. And yes, it was something little. Uh, they intend the, the, whatever was posted or whoever posted it is trying to be harmless. Um, and you know, I don't think anybody's lives were ruined by it. But they do need to be better, and everyone needs to be better. And we need to be better as an industry as a whole, um, and be very cognizant of where we're at and when what we do and what we say. And let's hope that you know what they take this, they roll with it, they get better. Like that's my hope is that they use it as a learning opportunity and move on. Absolutely. You know. But anyway, we got Michael over here <laughs> who's just uh, like who's waiting I'm for the news to be over. <laughs> and he's like, I don't have a, I don't have a dog. In no this comment. Fight. I'm, just, I'm just waiting for this to be over. <laughs> Um, so with that, no, I, I don't, I don't, I just, <clears throat> listen, I just, my biggest thing is I just want everybody to, to be together. Uh, I always say about the cigar industry that there's no other industry in the world that affords a doctor and a janitor to sit in the same room and not ask each other specific questions about what they do. There's yeah, true. no other in the world that, af- that affords the opportunity for friendships to be forged by just sitting in the same room sharing one specific bond of smoking a cigar together and i think that as an industry that's that's sometimes something that we don't grasp wholly and uh i just i i'm just i'm always the one that just wants everybody together and 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 getting along and and that's that's how we win we win when we're together and we're getting along and we're fighting together that's that's the biggest thing well Exactly. And I, and I challenge anyone, though, at the same time, that when, you, when you have a disagreement, you can still be together in disagreement. It's OK if somebody looks at something True. the other way and it doesn't have to get crazy and personal. Um, and right. if it does, then you can take it as it is and how that person reacts to them. But we can be together in disagreement. That's absolutely a fine thing. Uh, but we, we can't just uh, we can't just be fighting um, and. And at the same time, when we are in disagreement, let's disagree about things that are actually important um, and, and, and make better results from it. We you know we don't need poor judgment and a bad, uh, in, uh, you know, a bad attempt at a joke to be something that's becoming an issue. You know, um, so they right. said, let's all be together in agreement and disagreement and, and just try to prevent having to disagree about trivial things. One of the one of my favorite things during, uh, you know, well, nothing was good during COVID, but one of the best slogans that came out, in my opinion, was when the Italians started saying "Insieme ce la faremo," together we can do it. A motto that I live by. So, "Insieme ce la faremo," "Insieme ce la faremo," we can do it together. Agreed, absolutely. Is, that's, John, and that's John. all I have to say about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Michael, why don't you uh, why don't you lead us into our? That was a Forrest Gump reference for those that didn't pick up on that. By the way, that was a Forrest Gump reference. I don't know if anybody got that. Usually, Matt's pretty good about stuff like. Oh that. no, I got it. I just, I was excited for the next pairing. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> He's ready for a drink. about that. Yes, that's so, when that's when he does the whole. Uh, that's when he tells Jenny he loves her, right? And then he's like, and that's all I have to say about that. Then he like walks away. Such a good movie. I that know. is such a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal movie. I've so never great. seen it all the way through. Well, you're my girl. Wow. That's something you guys should do because that's a great movie. Lieutenant Dan. I love that. <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> my favorite is when he's on the boat and he's like waving like, you know, that's, 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 I always crack up at that point. 
Lieutenant yes, Dan! Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. Uh, um, but I already started smoking. I, I already started smoking. Did I freeze again? No? Okay. No, you're good. No, you're good. I already started smoking. I just lit my Still Novo just to kind of get we it ready. Too. Ready to go. I'm filling my ice. Is John gone? John's gone. Uh, I don't know where he went. He didn't even announce his departure. No. Which is sad because, I mean, now he's just not here and we don't know. That's okay. He'll, join. He'll rejoin. You know, to be fair, Coop made me 30 minutes late with the spare notes one weekend and I could not get a hold of him. And I was like, dude, where are you? Like, we're 30 minutes late. And he finally showed up and he was like, hey, sorry. Um, I was in the bathroom. And I didn't have my phone. I'm going to like, do my drink. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I'll put this back. Oh, um, you're doing an Aperol spritz, aren't you, Nicole? Yeah, I'm going to do the spritz because earlier on with my dinner, I actually made the Negroni because I'm not a huge gin person. And I, I get drank it. half and hated it. So I was like, I'm not going to do it later on the But show, at least so. you had another option. But I know? tried it. <clears throat> I like pre-gamed. Yeah, no. So. Yeah, no, no, no. No, it's good. The Aperol spritz is always the way to go. So I'm going to use my Prosecco. Is that La Marca? It is, yes. Mm. Yep. There's so okay before we, before we get into the next pairing, the one thing I'll tell you is La Marca is fantastic, but there's also another one called Luneta. I've had, yep, I've had it too. I gotta be honest, I think I like Luneta more than I like La Marca uh, now. Really? Yeah. Well, I did yeah. not go to the liquor store, so I took what I could get. I was in a hurry. <laughs> I was I was on my way home from work, and I was just like, I got to go to the liquor store so I can go home, eat, set up for the show, uh, so I don't keep keep anyone waiting. Uh, I didn't even think about it. I just said, oh, Lamar, that's a go-to for us. And I grabbed it, and I was out, but I will keep an eye out for that next time. Ooh, that looks good. Well, I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, it's not like that, you know, La Marca is fantastic. It's one of the best brands in the world. It's just this Luneta that I hadn't heard of. Somebody brought a bottle to my house. Uh, Jonathan said earlier that when he has friends over, they usually leave bottles. That's not how it works in my house. Usually they drink all my bottles, then leave. Uh, but one time somebody left a bottle of Luneta, and I absolutely loved it. And I, that's pretty much what I buy now. Mm. It's good to know. So, All right, well, I'm gonna just a little sign, you know. Not that you really care about my opinion. I'm just. Oh no, I do, because like, no, because no, I will, I will go to, the, I will go and I will buy, I will buy a couple bottles of that, and I will, because I bottles. haven't had it. Um, I've always drank pretty much Lamarca. You've had it. You've <clears> had it in the house. Before. I have. Yeah, we. I've bought it at Costco. Before. I just probably didn't realize it. My my prosecco go to has always been Lamarca. Um, if it's champagne, it's. No, we've gotten it. That's another rabbit hole I don't need to go down right now. But so I'm gonna make a Negroni. So um, <laughs> you know why we, I can, but Thank we'll you. be here forever. So <laughs> getting into wine I'm, and champagne and you know oh and oh oh Michael would fancy. appreciate that. Michael would appreciate this. <laughs> I'm putting my Luxardo cherries in it too. Love it. Let's let's be a little fancy. Today. Yeah. See, I yeah. <laughs> Just Love it. Giving it a little something. All right. So I'm gonna make a Negroni. Uh, which Michael, um, I might need a quick refresher on because I don't normally make. So I do it's equal for me. I do equal parts gin, Ari, and sweet vermouth. Okay. I'm gonna one use to one to one. Rim one to one gin. Oh, nice. There's a gin out there, and I couldn't get it. It's not in it. I I just noticed today when I went to the liquor store. There's a lot of Italian wines that are not on the shelves. It's 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 kind of crazy. So, 
I uh, I went to get my favorite, and I'm not a big gin drinker. I heard Nicole say that she's not a big gin drinker either. I, I really don't drink it often, but when I do, I drink Malfi gin, which is from Sorrento, like the Amalfi Coast. It's got hints of lemon to it. It's absolutely delicious. They didn't have it today when I was at the liquor store. So I went with the Tangeray, of course. Ah, Tangeray. I'll try, I keep trying gins to see. That's what we're using as well. So the Martini Rossi. Yeah. And then obviously the Campari. Yep. Yep, which I have. I'm, I'm really struck. Where Let's talk about the packaging here. The packaging on this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it's John pretty cool, nice. isn't it? You know, I have Pretty to say, cool. John, when yeah, you so talking about packaging, I, I, I really think that La Flor Dominicana's packaging might be tweaked and be a little bit more reminiscent of Toscano by 2023. And it'll just be a coincidence. And I'm going to pull this episode and be like, you remember when he wouldn't stop talking about Toscano's packaging? <laughs> <laughs> this appears to be a little more substantial in size. Is this the same Is this the same shape or is this a, a bigger smoke? It's not. It's not. It's a, it's a, it's a larger ring gauge. Um it is not by much, but it's a larger ring. It's about like a 40, 41 ring gauge in comparison to the others. So, um, and, you know, fun fact about Still Novo. Still Novo is the only one. With... It's the only Toscano that has a binder to it. All oh. the other Toscano are wrapper and filler. So the binder is all uh, American. The, uh, excuse me, Italian. The wrapper is all American. And the filler is a mixture of Italian and American um, fill. So it's got a great, great flavor profile to it. And for the cigar itself, sometimes you think there's going to be a little bit more of a body to it. It's really, it does provide a very complex smoke, but it's super smooth. It's super smooth. You know, it was funny. So when the Stel Novo launched a few years ago, um, you were doing an event at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem. And that's when I first yes. met you. Yes. I was at the Still Novo event. Gotta... Oh, that's right. I forgot. You got to put it, – it's traditional. You got to put an orange. Oh, I didn't Some realize. Sort of you do. Sorry. I, it's so not a what I... peel. It's a dehydrated blood orange, but it's something. Oh, nice. I got to tell you, so what I use – I already ate it, though, because we were – talking about the news and stuff i already ate it i use i make my homemade arancello orange cello and i put i put in the peel of the cured orange peel and they're like candy so i kind of already ate it so i don't have one in my drink right now that's Mm. okay you make those yourself so the reason the reason i was away guys was i need that uh, that recipe after this Why'd you have it to started relocate? to uh, rain, th- rain and thunderstorm, so I had to move to the front. The Still Novo has always been one of my favorites when it comes to Toscano. Um, you know, since since getting into Toscano on that day, that was that was really the day that I learned about Toscano. Was that for, I was there and they were doing the event with you. That's when I first met you. I think that was 20, 2018, I think. Could have been. I think so. Could have been. Um, it was a few years back, but um, and of course, I was much younger in cigars at the time, and and Slick Michael sold me on Toscano, 
and I left there with the whole sleeve because it comes um, they come in boxes of three and then the boxes come in sleeves yes. of three right is it three or four no so it's it's 15 total cigars so boxes of three five boxes cigars yeah so it was that and i ended up getting the whole thing because you know michael talked me into it uh but no but it was a great decision because i i you know the still novos I, i've always enjoyed um i like the um i like the aroma ones with the, the cafe is one of my favorites and, and the chocolate but when it comes to uh everything else i have to say the still novo has always been my favorite that is my it's my favorite toscano um the Ducento, I really liked that one too. But the Stilnova is always my. So yeah. when you said you wanted to do this one, I got excited because my God, this is this is my favorite. So to do a pairing with this is gonna is really exciting. Well, and I'll tell you, it's funny. I thought the Stilnovo. That's one of the cigars that I think is is the most underrated. I've said that about a couple others, but the more I smoke the Stilnovo, the more I realize I'm like, man, this thing is. It really is. It's it's a it's a great stick and it's very complex. Um, even though it still has a binder, you still don't necessarily have to humidify it, which is great. Right. Uh, the one thing I will tell you though, and we kind of talked about this earlier, uh, if you remember, and I said, I was going to bring it up on the show before we started. Yeah. If you are going to cut a Toscano cigar in half, I would recommend having a bit of humidification to it. Like leave it in your humidor for a couple days before you actually cut the cigar in half, especially one like the Stil Novo. Just because the wrapper, the binder, the binder can crack on this one. That's definitely one why you want it. You know, if you cut it and you don't cut it properly, it could crack. And then it could kind of cause a little bit of a pull issue. And, uh, you know, then the cigar kind of gets a negative connotation to it. But this stick really is one of the, I mean, look at the ash on this. Oh, I know. Beautiful. You know, it's, 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 it, it really is. It's something. It's a, it's a great stick too. But, and see, there you go. I mean, just just and just, paired just, with the uh, Negro. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I mean, I mean, I know. I mean, Toscanos are, you know, they're. It's a dried out cigar. It's a it's a rougher looking cigar, but visually, I mean, when you look at it and you appreciate it for what it is, it's still you know for a Toscano, it's a beautiful looking cigar. Um, you know, the wrapper yeah. just it, it's like it's like it grew there. You know, it's nice and just consistent, and it's in the ashes is is strong. You're right. Um, I'm a little bit. You're further into yours than I am, but um, yeah, no, it, it burns great. And this one, fantastic yeah. draw. Well, and that's the one thing, too, about Toscano that people don't realize and they immediately have a negative connotation about. They don't think it's going to draw well, which, listen, any cigar can have some draw problems. And the way that Italian sure. cigars are rolled, there's no question that that could happen. But I always say cut the cigar in half and it'll open the draw up. And then in particular with, with the appearance of Toscano, I never use the word ugly. I always say it's rustic because when you actually mm -hmm. understand the work, the passion, the love that goes into each one of these cigars, how much work goes into it, how, how much the cigar, the female cigar rollers do. Like, I, you know, we have 40 female cigar rollers in our Luca factory. And uh, they were the first female labor movement for equal rights and equal pay. I mean, that's how powerful they, they were. And they still are. And the great thing about it, you know, Toscano itself is symbolic of friendship. I kind of touched on before after you did the news segment, how the cigar industry really affords us to be together and, and, and try to work with one another, etc. 
And Toscano, I mean, we call this cigar Il Sigaro della Amicizia, the cigar of friendship. You cut it in half if your friend doesn't have one, give it to your friend, you share that bond, and then you smoke the cigar together. So that alone kind of shows what Toscano is about. And then you put in the history behind the female cigar rollers, as I said, being the female labor movement, and uh, how they are uh, to this day, like if, a, if, a fe- if one of the female cigar rollers doesn't necessarily hit her number, her friends that roll cigars will help her roll it to get to that number something incredible and 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 it's always about toscano's about it's about historical ties and passion and i think to realize that you really pull home on that yeah that's that is true i didn't even realize that myself that's um it's really incredible and it's um yeah you know and 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 to t- you know, bringing up the people in the factory is when we talk to anyone or anyone comes on the show and you talk about you know the manufacturing, it's such a huge important detail because those are the people that make them. You know, everyone else can sit here and talk about how absolutely. Many those are the people who sit there all day and roll them and make them. I mean, they're the ones who deserve you know a huge part. I mean, maybe not all of the credit. I mean, there's a lot of people that have cigar, but a, a large percentage of the credit is people actually sit there and roll the cigars, make them. Um, actually bring the tobacco to fruition, what it was grown for. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's absolutely. And, and to hear, and to hear stories <clears throat> like that, it's, it, it's remarkable. I mean, the, the Toscano rollers, they roll 520 cigars per roller. Wow. 520 per roller per day. Like put that into perspective. Yeah. No, that's a lot of cigars. It's it's crazy, and to put to put the same passion and love into each product, like there, it, it's really you know, like you just said, Matt. One of the probably one of the most overlooked portions of cigars is are the ones that actually roll the sticks themselves, and and without our female cigar rollers, Toscanos really we don't exist. It's their touch, it's their love, it's everything that they do to roll the perfect highest quality cigar that makes Toscano and gives Toscano its name. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we have the Still Novo. I have the Negroni. You have a Negroni, if I remember correctly, right? And mm-hmm. then Nicole has the April Spritz. So let's uh, let's get into the pairing because I am very excited. Dive into it. After the first one, now I'm like, I just want to get to this <laughs> because now I, now I know what to expect. And now I want to know how this pairing works. Yeah, so this pairing is going to be a little bit different. You're not going to get as much of a – I mean, you are because of the bitters, but the sweetness in the Di Sarono really brings out a specific thing. But let's go through it, and you can kind of decide which pairing you like better, whether you like the uh, the uh, Godfather or the Negroni. So let's go ahead, and we'll go through the three, the four stages pretty quick this time. Take a puff of the cigar together. A sip of the Negroni. Salute. And another puff of the cigar. So, like I said, the, the first puff of the cigar was completely the, the second. The bitters of the drink, the bitters of the drink were pulled out fairly prevalently in the second puff of the cigar. Like right now, 
I don't know about you, Matt, but I have a real tart sensation on the back of my tongue right now. I do. I do. See, I can. And that's that. That has to. Hmm. Okay, that's fantastic because because the uh, sweetness in the prosecco, even though it's not super sweet, but the sweetness in the prosecco is going to bring out more of the spices than it is anything else. Whereas with this, with the bitters from the cigar, uh, the uh, drink. And then even the citrus notes in the cigar, it's going to bring out that 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 tartness too. That's I, I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly what you should get with the uh, Aperol Spritz. It's good. I just it, very overwhelming clove, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, and a little bit of nutmeg. It's definitely a much stronger, <clears throat> deeper flavor. Um, yeah, no, and this. it will be. It will yeah. be because this the Stil Novo. Both drinks, so the the Stil Novo is much more complex than the Garibaldi, as is the drink, the Negroni. When you have three different flavor profiles of the gin, the Campari, and the sweet vermouth, you're going to get all kinds of different flavor profiles on your palate, no question. So um, now that we've done the understood the tobacco a little bit, let's go ahead and try to understand the alcohol. So let's take a sip of the drink together. A puff of the cigar. Ooh, tartness at first, but then some sweet uh, sweetness to the tobacco there too. And then another drink. I don't know about you, the tartness came out even more more so in the yeah. second sip there. See, yeah. for me it was the Real sweetness. Real bitter. For me, it's very the bitterness bitter. of the the bitters themselves come to and and I don't I, I feel it I, I'm not sure about you but right here that burn is starting to come to full fruition too because the smoke and the alcohol are starting to mix together and fuse together. I'm not really <laughs> getting that a lot of that burn. For me, it's more like up here. Like it's like in the back. You're of the gonna mouth get it a, a lot, yeah, back yeah. here. But me for me today right now, I don't know. Maybe I just have Ashita. Who knows? But that's that's what that's where <laughs> that's where I'm getting a lot of the burn right now. So let's go ahead and we'll cleanse the nasal palate like we did in the first one. Um, before we do, though, let's take a nice cigar. Do you guys retrohale? I should have asked that in the first first segment. Do you guys retrohale? I don't regularly, so, but I will. Yeah, we can. All right. So I don't traditionally either. Puff, but I'm, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm seeming I'm, – I'm tending to retrohale a little bit more with this, with this cigar, and I don't know why. Um, Maybe it's because it's not as strong. They're both of these are not as strong as what I'm used to. Um, but I, I've retrohaled about four or five times with this. Man, does that really bring the uh, the fire cured side of it out? Yeah, yeah, the fire cure. And and as you and John, if you if you take a couple different pairings when you're able to sit down and have a good bourbon, it really brings the spice out in the in the retrohale. Now I will tell you. The tobacco, the filler tobacco in the Stil Novos aged for four years. So it's going to be very, it's a lot more, the longer you age the tobacco, the more smooth, the less pepper, but you still get nice hits of it. So let's go ahead and take a puff and retrohale together. I just did it preemptively. A um, little bit of pepper. It was still very Ooh. smooth on that retrohale, but very good. pepper came out. Little bit, very subtle. I'm getting also some sweetness and some caramel, some vanilla too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good retro hail. 
Yeah, that's that's why I wanted on this one in particular. Yeah, <laughs> like, really... I know. That's why I'm. And I'll tell you, it, pepper... like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That pepper doesn't linger though. It's it's it goes with the smoke. It's oh just yeah, kind of yeah. Passes it's complimentary. And then it's yeah, not... it's it's not it's not lingering there. It's not staying on my nasal, right. you know, the, the, the my sinuses. It's it's it was nice. Yeah, like some cigars, you know, it, it you'll, yeah. that 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 peppery, that's that spice, it'll it'll really linger, really linger, but it will really open up on the retro hill on this. Like it's enough to enjoy, but then it goes right away, and it, it's it's not over overpowering, overbearing. It's very enjoyable. Right. Right. Well, and again, that's kind of why I did. And Nicole joked about it, but that's kind of why I wanted us to retro hill this particular cigar because it really is impressive on the retro hill. And now after we cleanse the nasal palate, and I don't mean to keep talking to Matt, the only reason, John, you all right over there? I know. I'm like, what's... The cars come alive. <laughs> it's like Transformers. I what's saw the lights on come now? on on a nice beep. I was making sure you're I okay I saw there. the hand go up like, um, don't shoot. <laughs> by the way, I'm actually, not, I'm actually not at my house. I'm at somebody else's house in their garage. They're probably uh, going to come and get me soon. I'm going to have to run away. <laughs> So if we see you sprinting away, we know everything's okay. It's just you escaping. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's the important thing. <laughs> so I was saying before, before uh, John got attacked by the car, I uh, <laughs> talking to Matt just because Matt has the, the Negroni. That's the only reason why I keep going back to Matt on this stuff, because he has the Negroni. But um, that being said, let's go ahead again, Matt. And retro hill together, Nicole retro because I want to know your notes on the Aperol. Now let's cleanse the nasal palate, like we did in the first pairing. Not as bitter, if you notice. By the way, go ahead and take a puff of the cigar yeah. and retro again. Yeah. Now the second retro hail mad, especially for you, you're gonna get hit with a lot of pepper on the retro. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of pepper. The drink was less bitter. Retro. Yeah. Still still not crazy, like not too much, but more pepper than, than the first time on the retro hail. A hundred percent. And your <coughs> excuse me, your palate now. You should start to taste that bitterness from the from the bitter itself from the Campari. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was gonna say even with the even with the lemonade iced tea I have here, um, it was that pepper was kind of full palate, and then I'm getting bitterness of my tea. What kind of tea is in our? I mean, it, it's probably. I, I'm just curious. Is it? Green I, I tea? have. I have unsweet. I have unsweet black tea. Black tea. Oh, that's a good one because I'll tell you that'll that'll kind of that'll give a little bit of tinia to it. That'll give a little bit of, of power behind that. Mm -hmm. So, and then I picked, and then I the picked uh, lemonade iced tea. I picked the normal plumber because I wanted these acid and the sweetness from the citrus. Um, so I, I've been getting. Instead, I'm telling you, man, a lot of the a lot of the, the things you've been talking about, I've been getting with the pairing that, that I've got going on too. It's it's excellent. It's it's right on same exact experience. That's good to know. Maybe I have to do an, an Arnold Palmer. I always have trouble saying that. It has nothing to do with the fact that I had two drinks. Arnold Palmer. I always have a problem saying that. I don't know why. 
All right. So now we're going to do the final step of this pairing, and we're going to smoke the Negroni. So I haven't smoked the Negroni ever, so we're going to do this together for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so this could flop, but, before... but you have no idea. Yeah, no, I'm going to go ahead and somehow contort it to make it good, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, Jonathan, you have some storms coming your way. You got a lot of lightning back. Yep. Um, <laughs> I can see that. So let's take a drink and try to remember the flavor profiles of the drinks before we smoke it. So salute to everybody. Again, a little bit of citrus. The gin comes to full fruition. Once the drink goes uh, down your throat, the bitterness on the back of the tongue. So let's see what happens together when we smoke this. Let's go ahead and smoke the Negroni. Roll it around a little bit. Looks like cream soda, doesn't it? Oh, but does. Gently remove the hand, kind of slide it off. Let that cauldron come to the forefront. Oh man, that looks so cool. You, this is a Halloween drink right here. I'm at the that last is. sip. I'm like... <laughs> so go ahead and a little bit let the smoke hit it and take a sip before all the smoke leaves whoa wow very, very intense wow very intense but i'll be honest i thought it was gonna be a lot more bitter it actually nullified the bitterness and brought some sweetness out in the yeah, campari more sweetness i also michael but... i don't know I, I think this is worth mentioning um, what what's the proof on your gin that you're using over there? Actually, that probably is. So Tangeray is forty seven point three by volume, ninety six point four proof, yeah. ninety six point four proof. Yeah, uh, ninety six point four. No, sorry, that's my dyslexia. Ninety four point six. Ninety four point six proof. Yes. Uh, this is 90 proof. So this is actually a little bit on the on the weaker side. Um, I was just curious because I know gins can be a little... And I know we're not drinking the same gin, so I was just curious how maybe that could affect... Because um, I think everything else is pretty much the same. But I was just it curious. It is, but it's interesting because I, I get now... That after after we've done all the steps, get nice floral notes to the to the to the cigar itself. It's it's yeah. it's just to me. Whenever I do this, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, you know, you 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 know what to taste." That that is true. That I that I do know what you should. A lot of it changes every time you do it. It depends on. It could depend on what you ate an hour ago. If you had something super spicy that's still on your palate, it changes the discussion completely. So that's why when we talked a couple months ago, I was so excited to do this. And, you know, maybe, you know, the next one we can change a little bit. But this really gives uh, a, an absolute dive in to understanding what Toscano is and what pairing power 
is because a lot of cigar smokers think that a pairing is them taking a puff of the cigar, a sip of their favorite drink, and that's it. But this can open up the eyes to a lot of cigar smokers and open up their minds to think outside the box as to how powerful your palate really can be. I love when I do these pairings and somebody comes up and they're like, yeah, I never, I never really get when I hear pairings, like I should taste, you know, X, Y, Z. And then they go through a pairing with, with, and I'm not saying it's me, but they do, you know, that I'm only speaking from my experience because I do pairings with people. That's my job. And when I do that, people come up to me and they're like, Oh my God, I did taste that. I did see the difference. That's crazy. So it just kind of opens up a whole new world for this isn't a Disney commercial either. It's just like, it really does open <laughs> up a whole new world for people really. And truly it does. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's something that I hope whether you're a Toscano lover or not, just try it, just give it a shot. I, I can guarantee you that if you've never smoked Toscano before and you do two of the four steps we did, your discussion and your thought process is going to change. The, uh, even if it's just a little bit, that's a victory for my end. Yeah, for me, now that we've gone through both, I like the first one way better. You're, and that's what I wanted to know. That's that's why I said they're going to be two totally different pairings. So, uh, I I I'm not a big gin drinker. Um, you know, I've said it before. My my only exception really uh, is is the Room One Hundred One gin. That has nothing to do with anything else, because uh, I know what some people are gonna say. Honestly, I really do like it. Um, I do prefer it straight though, because um, this is a straight drinking a straight drinking gin um, that I really enjoy. Um, but other than that, I don't do a lot of Negronis. I don't do a lot of gin-based cocktails. I am more of a whiskey guy, um, so I think that's a huge part of it. That's just it's what I more you know comfortable drink is what I, I enjoy more so that's definitely a huge part of it um i do love the still novo however i liked the way that the garibaldi and the godfather paired together i thought it was a much better um oh see i love this pairing really yeah wow it's it's, it's very sweet but again your drink's different well, so it's on. it's a right yeah and what that's i picked correct. up more of is actually those floral citrus notes mm. Um, and it's very complimentary. So I'm so glad that I skipped the Negroni that I did drink before the show, <laughs> or at least half of it. Um, but I, well, um, and again, to, <laughs> yep. to, to, to both your points though, I'm not a big gin drinker either. So I did this because I knew it would kind of contort the palate a little bit, but I'm glad that both of you like it as, as, as much as you do. And, I, and Nicole, I feel bad. I just kind of cut you off. I didn't know. There's a oh, little really? lag in my feed, so I apologize that that happened. So continue. Because I'm, I'm interested because I have used Aperol Spritz, and I am planning on using Aperol Spritz in a couple events. So I kind of wanted your feedback uh, in its entirety, if you can. I actually think this is a perfect pairing <laughs> with the Spritz. It is very sweet, but it brings out the um... – it brings out the floral notes, the citrus, the citrus notes. I know um, Aperol is made with rhubarb, um, which is sort of a, sort of a more light floral um, fruit. Not a lot of people know about rhubarb, but I, you know, I lived in England. Rhubarb is a big thing over in England. They use that, at, you know, they cook with it. Yeah. They make like rhubarb pie. You know, that's a very popular item there. Um, 
and it just it complements each other very well so i like that it goes well i feel like sweeter than in my opinion it would with the negroni and because honestly to aperol although it's considered a bitter i think it's a little bit sweeter than negroni is oh. i think negroni has a little bit more of a bite to it too absolutely oh, because yeah. as the bitters and it could be also that we're using the room 101 gin which is very lavender heavy just so you know, it's a it's, it's a very ver different. It's very, it's very citrus forward. It, it's a very different um, flavor profile, just compared to traditional gin. It is the complete opposite. I've never tasted a gin like Room One Hundred One, so that is probably s sort of skewing some things. For yeah, us it, as it well. is a very and, and again, that's why I said right. it's, I don't drink a lot of gin, but I like the Room One Hundred One gin because it is. Um, it is very unique. Yeah, it's one of the only gins I will drink, and and to be honest, you know, Matt has said. It's um, floral heavy. It's very floral heavy, yeah. but, but Matt also has said. I mean, it has more of a bite to it because uh, he he wanted to blend it to go with to cigars. go with cigars. Yeah. Um, so it is different than a conventional gin. Um, so that so that's maybe and perhaps the mix with yeah yeah it, it might not work as well. So that could be it. I think that has a huge part of the 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 impact on the intensity of the flavors too, just because it is a. Um, I don't want to say more powerful, but it's it's not powerful, but it's lavender heavy. Yeah, so the the, the flavor is really going to change there com yeah. versus you know Michael's drinking Tangare. Yeah. Um, very di very different than each other. Yeah, Tangare. I think like Bombay. So they have a completely different flavor profile, which is why I even was drawn to Room One Hundred One Gin yeah. when I first tasted it because it is so different from every other gin that I've tried. So. Right. Right. And really, the only reason that I chose the Tangare is for, like I said before, they didn't have the Malfi gin. Yeah. And my wife loves Tangare. So yeah. she's like, why don't you give this one a shot? I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll do, it. do it. But the experience was still fun. And, and I, I took a lot out of this. And, you know, going forward, you know, I I look forward to the next time I can do the pairing of the first two. Uh, just, you know, just hanging out at home and relaxing just to have something to enjoy. That is something now that I'll be like, Oh, like I want to have those both. Um, yeah. cause it'll be well, and, and such a heightened experience. Matt, use, try some with chocolate. Like, you know, it's funny. Jonathan mentioned Giuseppe Garibaldi, the hero of two worlds. You know, the whole story behind that is Garibaldi invaded from the South Vittorio Manuele from the north, they cut this particular blend of cigar in half, shared it, and that unified Italy. So you have such a powerful story behind it. You, you pair it with something a little bit lighter, like with chocolate, and the discussion changes again completely. Then you add in a dark chocolate-covered espresso bean, and you're in absolute heaven. Then you compare that, you, you do that with some one of the Toscanellos that we talked about, the aromatic cigars that we have. I mean, it's just, it's endless, and Toscano provides that to the consumer. And, and that's why um, things like this are really imperative, to get the word out to, to a, diff a bunch of different groups of people. Because once they start doing this kind of thing, they fall in love with cigar smoking in general. But also, they understand that Toscano isn't the initial thought that they had. Let's just put it that way. Mm. Absolutely. It's, um, sorry, I lost my whole train of thought there. John, what do you think? 
Let's call on John. He's being quiet. I'm having a blast right now. I'm enjoying this a lot. The um, I think we're I definitely more the, tipsy because John's not. Drinking I know over there. John's not drinking. We've like been going for hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, it's uh, no, it's great. I've, I've been enjoying. I having a blast. This has really been fun for my palate, and the pairing, as I said, with with the with the the, the Arnold Palmer that I had was excellent. I've got some dark chocolate inside that I'm going to try tomorrow. Um, on doing some work, so no, I, I was awesome. This has been awesome. And that's the only thing. Like, listen, I, I say this about everything. You know, it's not always in in a. Fortunately, things are opening up, but in a virtual world, sometimes the the point doesn't get across. And the fact that you guys had so much patience and you wanted to do this and you wanted to present this to your viewers. It means a lot to me. And obviously, you know, I love you guys. I have from the first time that we met. We we have a good friendship. We have a good partnership. We have, you know, whatever we can to to, to continue to bring the good word about, uh, you know, Toscano and the cigar industry as a whole to the forefront. I love I, – I, this is a little uh, compliment to you guys. I love what you do. I tune in as much as I can, uh, you know, without the cigar media – cigars probably wouldn't be where they are today so you guys don't get what you should in appreciation but it, uh, there's a lot more people that appreciate what you guys do than you really know and uh from myself and the whole toscano family we're really appreciative of you even giving us this opportunity affording us this opportunity to be with you uh and to share what is the awesomeness of toscano on your show oh we really appreciate it michael i mean it's uh it's very nice of you to say and you know we're happy to do it you know this is Definitely, you know, something different and exciting that, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, watching and listening at home can definitely get behind. Um, and maybe next time. Hold on. I just had a random thought. A Tuscanello um, pairing with different types of coffee. Spanish coffee. Um, regular coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, look. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we could do the coffee up. episode. Oh, yeah. We could do the coffee episode where we do spiked coffees, regular coffee. Oh my yeah, God! Let's not do that. Let's not do that at for night, me to though. Be involved in that. Yeah, Irish coffee. Come on, yeah. we can we can get creative with this. Let's do that in an on an afternoon episode or something. Because I, I think drinking Sunday brunch. three or four coffees at we, ten o'clock. We at could night do a is Sunday brunch a episode. Sunday brunch. Sunday oh my brunch God, with I love Toscano it. would be excellent. <laughs> oh my God, it would be great. Yeah, I want a coffee I'll, tasting. I want a cappuccino. Exactly, but that's my point. Yeah, that would be a great episode. That's so I'm going to show idea. you guys something that I've done here. I Michael, that's going to be the, so that's gonna really, be the pairing that's... episode part two. Yep. So I've taken the Still Novo box, and I've put my other cigars in it, and I'm going to put it on my desk and use it as a little storage container for my Toscanos on my work desk. Hmm. There you go. There you in go. In the LFD offices. There you go. Well, that's my private office here at my house. Okay. Uh, it does have a lot of LFD in it, but now it will have a Still Novo. Right on the back, just like that, and I'll have my I'm honored. Toscanos in it. I'm honored. There's there's a guy, I forget where it was, he gave me one. I don't know if it was out west. He made ashtrays out of these. Oh, wow. I feel like I saw that. Le yeah, I can't remember where it was. I posted a picture of it yeah. way back. I have to go look. I feel like I saw And I, I, I feel I, bad. Because now that you say it, I'm like, I, I've seen that. Yeah, maybe it was you who posted it, but yeah, I know I've seen that. It was cool. Yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad to the gentleman that made them. He's probably like, dude, are you kidding me right now? But to my defense, <laughs> it's been a long week, two drinks in, you know, give me a break. Nicole's four drinks in, if anyone's keeping track. 
Hey, I'm a lot of drinks. <laughs> yeah, and she was I drinking love before it. I got home. So, so yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's exciting. Um, yeah, no, I mean, this was definitely you a lot really of fun. Guys, like I, I love the coffee thing. I love it. If you guys really want to do that, please let me know because that's yes. definitely something I would be interested in. Yeah, let's in. do that. Yes. We get, we'll, do a, we'll do a Sunday. Sunday brunch. We'll do like a Sunday yeah. brunch episode. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I mean, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Awesome. I'll ta- Michael, we'll, we'll talk about that off the air. Um, no, because no, and I think I think it would be fun. Now that I've done this experience, I think it would be really fun, and it's something that's it's the same concept, but you know, it's a whole new slew of flavors, and you know, it, it's a different experience. You know, while doing you know, kind of doing the same practices, I think it would be really cool. Um, but I think it's perfect with the Tuscanellos. Yeah, and then the and then yeah, and we can talk more like, about the Tuscanellos as yeah. well, which is a whole another collection in itself of Toscano. Yeah, uh, and a whole different experience of Toscano. Um, and I don't have the luxury of smoking with my coffee very often, but yeah, that's I, true. That's, when I have the opportunity, I love it. I love it. Sunday. I ca- I can't tell you uh, how many people say to me. We're so happy that Toscano exists because in the morning, especially when it's like this time of year where the mornings can still be kind of eh, nice enough to sit out, but only for a short period of time. I can't tell you the amount of people say, oh my God, I'm so glad we have Toscanello because of the flavor profile and also the fact that it goes perfect with a 25 minute cup of coffee, unless you're John when it goes for 84 <laughs> seconds for a Toscanello, but that's a whole other discussion that we could have on another I've show. smoked. I've smoked four cigars during the show tonight, just to make it official. Wow, that's unreal. I'm still. I literally. Here's my Garibaldi. Here's my Still Novo. I haven't even smoked a whole cigar yet. I have the, a little bit. This is the second half. I mean, I almost the same. smoked a whole Garibaldi. Yeah. And I'm about here, with my Still Novo, uh, almost halfway. Uh, yeah, and John's already finished four. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, what did I tell you? He's a power smoker. He can burn them down. Um, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so we are getting towards the end here. We're going to wrap up soon. Before we go, uh, obviously, thank you to Michael and Toscano for being here tonight to do this. And, and this won't be the last time we do this, uh, as we just talked about. But one other thing I want to just remind everyone is about the Smoke and Tobacco Cigar Family Charitable Foundation fundraiser raffle uh, that is still live. We are just under 30 days to go. We have raised, uh, I want to say, almost $4,500 already. Uh, so really proud of that. Thank you to everyone who has donated, uh, both in terms of you know money and raffle tickets, but also the people who donated prizes. You know, we really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. You know, we still have until May 10th, 7 p.m. That's when it will cut off, and then we will be live to announce all the winners of the raffle, give away the prizes. There's also going to be some special guests on that show. Um, and there'll be more information on that as we get closer. But uh, just don't forget to head over there. Uh, the link will be posted on. Um, it's on our website. On our website, it's everywhere on our website. It's on our social media. So uh, head over there, get your raffle tickets now. There's some awesome prizes in there, including the opportunity to blend your own cigar and then have it shipped to you in an eight-count box. Um, if that sounds like something that you would like to do, uh, La Flor Dominicana has graciously donated that prize. Um, so head over there and get your raffle tickets now, and you might just be blending your own cigar with John Amongst Carney. Amongst many other prizes. 
yes, that's true. I just figured I'd throw it out because John's sitting right there. I just you know figured you know again I'm, I'm trying to get the, um, the John's got a lot of good. John has a lot of good compliments tonight. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep so well tonight. I'm just gonna be smiling in bed. My my wife's gonna wake up and be like, "Why are you smiling?" And I'm, I'm gonna be dead asleep. And they'll be well, you know. Just it's just great to be John Carney right now. Yeah, that's all. You know, he doesn't get a lot of love from a lot of people, but you know, I'll make sure I'll make sure he gets taken care of. So that's uh, that's what it's all about. Uh, but no, it's it's a great cause, and, and again, we're really happy to do it, and we really appreciate everyone. So thank you, uh, and head over there, buy some raffle tickets. Um, the more you buy, the better the chance you have to win, and you can win multiple times. So. The more raffle tickets you win, the more chance you have to win two, three, four times. Uh, you might just clean up. You might go home with four prizes. Who knows? Uh, we will find out on May 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us tonight on the Smoking Tobacco Show. I wanted to thank you again uh, personally for being here tonight. Uh, John, thank you for being here again as well. It's, it's, it's nice having you back here on the show. It's, 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 it's amazing. Yeah, it's, thank it's, you. It's special. Yeah, this is one I didn't want to miss. And, uh, and uh, thank you for sharing the cigars with us and all the knowledge it was a really at the time flew i was a blast and i'm looking forward to smoking some more of these in the next couple of days too and uh and, and i'm gonna have one tomorrow with a with an espresso and a dark chocolate for breakfast mm. breakfast of champions yeah. well done i'll send you down some meatballs too jen Ooh, you, you brought <laughs> it up that time all set. I'm, all, I'm good i'm good <laughs> wow <laughs> anyway guys that is gonna do it for the smoking tobacco show this week Head over to SpokenTobacco.com for more news and information. Sign up for our newsletter, um, as well as always like and subscribe. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye, everyone. <laughs>